on this Saturday morning. It's Ryan Hickey with you. Thank you. Appreciate you for making us part of your weekend. A happy Saturday to you. Boy, I don't know about you. For me, it was a very, very boring, slow, monotonous week as we get ready for the NFL playoffs because not much happened. Pretty mundane sports week when it comes to news breaking. That is for sure. We're going to try to to give you a lot of uh, takes from what happened with surprise Nick Saban retirement, um, from Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick getting let go. Oh, yeah, by the way, NFL playoffs start in 14 and a half hours or so from now. I feel like this week they were just forgotten about. When was the last time we've had the NFL playoffs forgotten about really up until Friday? So we got a lot of playoff coverage here and a lot of playoff preview as well for you on the show. But where I want to start is with college football since we did have the announcement made um, on Friday night that Nick Saban's replacement has been found. It is now former Washington head coach Kalen DeBoer. This is a home run hire for Alabama. Like this was as good of a hire as they could have made in trying to replace the greatest head coach in college football history. I would argue the greatest head coach in sports history, modern sports history at least, in Nick Saban. That is not an easy task. Not not a lot of coaches want to follow in those footsteps and take on those expectations. I think Bama hit it out of the park in hiring DeBoer. Here is why. The biggest thing you can say about Kalen DeBoer, what he brings to Tuscaloosa, is winning. Period. Stop. All the guy does anywhere and everywhere he has been is win. And that travels. It's not a gimmicky offense. It's not, oh, he's just going to beat up on some bad teams. He has been throughout all different parts of college football, and he has not just won. He has excelled and dominated at every single stop he's been to, and there's no reason. If you are an Alabama fan right now to think that is coming to an end, or if you're just a college football fan, maybe rooting for the decline of Alabama, no reason to think with this hire that is on the horizon. And now you just hire for your Alabama a head coach that in his career has gone 104 and 12. 104. Wins, 12 losses. But I want to break down that record to highlight the impressiveness of not just the gaudy win-loss record. Because it's the fact that this guy has checked every box when it comes to winning. Like, he's not just winning at a high level, right? He's winning right now in the Pac-12 at a Power 5 school in Washington. 25-3 and was his combined record in the two years he was in Seattle. In all of college football, the last two years, that 25-3 and record is the third best record in college football behind Georgia and behind Michigan, both who went 28-1. and That's pretty damn impressive. And by the way, what's even more impressive about going 25-3 and in the two years at Washington was the fact that he took over a dumpster fire. All right, he didn't just come in when the program was hot and win with the other coach's players, in this case, Jimmy Lake. Jimmy Lake was there before him, ran that program into the ground. They were 4-8 and eight in 2021, 
Kalen DeBoer was hired. So he took over a program that was fractured, that had, you know, a, a lot of infighting, and there was a lot of frustration with how Lake was running the program. So he came into a, a chaotic and losing situation, and just like that, went 25-3 and three in two years. So he's able to go to a losing program. Obviously, Alabama is not a losing program at the moment, but he was able to take a loser and turn it into a winner overnight. So this is a guy that, again, can win when the chips are down. He's a guy who beats good teams, by the way, right? He's not just a coach that can beat the bad teams and then struggles to beat the good teams. He routinely beats the good teams. In his career, 12-2. and two against ranked opponents. And if we go back to since he took over Washington in 2022, so the last two years, he has 10 wins against ranked opponents, which is tied with Georgia for the most in that span. So again, he can win when the program is down. He can beat ranked opponents and beat some of the best teams on Washington's schedule routinely. And I think a lot like Nick Saban, He's had his best coaching efforts when the talent wasn't there. Like, if you look at DeBoer's record when he is an underdog, the last 10 games Washington has been an underdog, DeBoer is 7-3. and 7-3 and three as a straight-up underdog and winning outright, which is the best winning percentage as an underdog since 1990. 30, more than 30 years. So this is a guy that, again, you look at every box, how he's winning. Revives programs, beats good teams, can win when the talent's not there. I mean, again, look at Alabama this season with Nick Saban. This was not a talented team. This was not a, a, a polished and proven team whatsoever. You saw them grow. And that's why I think I would say Nick Saban did one of the best, if not the best coaching job of his, at least Alabama career, in getting this team to the college football playoff, beating Georgia and winning the SEC, that that's like a miracle. With where this team was in training camp and even in September versus where he got them at the end of the year. So just like Saban, DeBoer, when his team needs it the most, when Vegas doubts his team, when there's more talent on the opposite sideline, he saves his best coaching jobs for those opportunities and finds a way to win more times than not. Best winning percentage as an underdog, winning outright in the last 30 years. He's the real deal. Again, it's not like he's Chip Kelly, right, that was running a gimmicky offense at Oregon that once the book kind of was out, all of a sudden he's, he was figured out. Right, once Chip Kelly left Oregon, and then all of a sudden now his up-tempo spread offense became prevalent in college football, Chip Kelly went back to an average coach. He got figured out because what he was doing was more gimmicky than being real. Brian Harson at Boise State was beating a lot of bad teams. Goes to Auburn and realized, oh, wow, when the talent is not on his side, he can't win a lot of big games. DeBoer has showed you he can win in every single aspect. Has more talent, he'll win. Doesn't have more talent, he'll still win. You got a reeling program, he'll come in and revive it. You're playing a good team, he'll beat them. Checks every box. This is the real deal. And if you are an Alabama fan that was maybe not enthralled with the hire, 
not excited about the hire. I hope these numbers we gave you the last few minutes here change your tune and realize how lucky you are now going forward to have a coach like of DeBoer right now coming in as Nick Saban's walking out the door. This was as good of a hire I think you could have made in this situation. And there's one thing that I think fans everywhere have to realize, but especially if you're an Alabama fan right now that, again, maybe is not sold on the Washington head coach coming to Tuscaloosa as someone with zero Alabama ties and zero SEC ties. Here is why you should not be concerned about that. Look at your last head coach in Nick Saban. When he was hired by LSU in 1999, do you know how much SEC experience Saban had back then? Zero. Not one day he spent on a coaching staff in the SEC. Did that prevent him from winning? Did that have him struggle in the SEC because he didn't know the landscape, didn't know the recruiting grounds? Last time I checked, no. He did pretty well, I'll say, at LSU. Won a national title, right? He did fine. The lack of SEC ties for Nick Saban when he first got to LSU didn't mean anything. Didn't matter. And I don't think it's going to matter here. Not having any connection to the university prior. Not having any experience in the SEC, to me, does does not is not a bad thing for DeBoer, nor does that make, the, I think, the learning curve for him higher. Number one, pressure in college football is all the same. You could say, it just means more, Ryan. It just means more down here. I'm sorry, that's nonsense. There are, there are some schools, yes, that don't care as much. Does UCLA fans care as much as Alabama fans? No. Just look at how they fill the stadium. Washington is a proud and passionate fan base. There is pressure there to win. I think he's going to be okay dealing with the rigors and dealing with the attention he is going to get being the Alabama head coach. And now with the, in this era of college football, yes, you obviously want to recruit what's around you. So if you're Alabama, you want to dominate the state of Florida. You want to go into the state of Georgia and get all the talent there you possibly can. But I mean, look the last few recruiting classes for Nick Saban and Alabama. It's a national recruiting pursuit. He is not just sitting in the bottom right corner of the United States and just getting all the talent from that area. He's gotten quarterbacks from Texas and California, and he's getting players from New Jersey. Like, when you are Alabama, you get the best players in the country, period, no matter where they are. Kirby Smart in Georgia doing the same thing. Ohio State and Michigan doing the same thing. The best programs right now in college football are recruiting nationally. And so just because DeBoer does not have any ties to Alabama, to the SEC, does that mean all of a sudden he's going to be at a recruiting disadvantage? You are still fighting for the same kids nationally. And so I think now more than ever with how the sport is, I think not having ties to the school or the conference means less now than it ever did before. Because now you're tasked with recruiting the entire country versus just a state or a region. So I don't think you should be worried that DeBoer is an outsider and that's why he's not going to have success. College football pressure is high everywhere because everyone is watching. 
This was the most watched season ever for college football across all TV networks. The interest in this sport right now is growing, and it's only going to get higher, I think, as more parity comes in, the playoff expansion as well. Like, there is legitimate interest in college football where I think it's clearly now number two behind the NFL. Like, I think it surpassed the NBA, surpassed baseball. College football is a massive now sport with a lot of eyeballs on it. There is pressure everywhere. DeBoer is going to be fine. A plus higher for Alabama. I tip my hat. I think this is the best you could have done. This is the absolute best you could have done. So I'd love to hear your thoughts here. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Alabama officially hires former Washington head coach Kalen DeBoer to replace Nick Saban. Let me ask you this question. Is the Alabama dynasty dead now that Nick Saban is gone? Or will it still continue in your mind under DeBoer's reign? 855-212-4227. Social media at Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. Speaking of the dynasty, I'll give you my thoughts on if the Alabama dynasty is dead. And also when we return, now that DeBoer is hired, again, he is doing the most impossible job you could possibly think in college football, replacing the greatest coach the sport has ever seen in Nick Saban. With that said, what should expectations be for Kalen DeBoer? What is a realistic bar to set for the new Alabama head coach? I'll give you my thoughts when we do return. It's Ryan Hickey with you right here on a Saturday. CBS Sports Radio. Well, if you know anything about me, you know I am no Michigan fan, which means you know I was not happy what happened on Monday night. Colton Gesser is producing tonight. Colton is wearing his Michigan sweatshirt. He is a very proud Michigan fan. Colton, I will say this one time and one time only. And I'm not saying it for Michigan, the university. I'm not saying it for the football program. I'm saying this to you and you only. Congratulations. I appreciate it, sir. Trust me. If if I had it my way, again, it's your show, so I'm not going to be that guy after every break. Coming out of every break would be a Michigan highlight the whole night. But... Again, your show, and again, it's a week old, so I'm not going to be that guy playing it. Otherwise, uh, trust me, you would not live this one down. Selfishly, as I sit here in my Penn State crew neck, hoping to, you know, break through and finally beat a good team next year for once. Let's forget about national title. Let's just worry about maybe winning a playoff game. Um, I will say, all things considered, I Michigan Monday night winning really ate at me. It sucked. I will say I'm a hater. So if my teams can't win, I don't want to see other rival fan bases have success. So I was not happy. Let's say rooting for rooting for Michigan. But I will say the rest of this week with Saban, P. Carroll, Belichick, Patriots hiring a coach, Alabama hiring a coach, NFL playoffs. The fact that it's not been a Michigan week, it's been really a Michigan like four hours celebrating the national title. For for me selfishly, that this is. If Michigan had to win, this week was the best-case scenario. So we we both are winners. How about that? It's played out very well for you. You're very lucky. I'm telling you, I was very excited. First thing I thought of was my father after the win, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, baby. I warned Hickey. I was here next week with him. If Michigan won, oh, boy. And you got bailed out with all the news this week. Because, again, every break, 
would be a Michigan highlight. So, again, I enjoyed this one. I played it there. Blake the Great. I know you don't like the nickname. but It doesn't rhyme. I don't it, understand it. it. He's, he's a great one, player. He's, he's it a, doesn't rhyme. He's a fantastic player. He's going to go down as one of the best players. I'm not saying he's, I'm not Ma- saying he's, he's not. He's got to be on the Mount Rush for, for Michigan players. He's got to be on there. Oh, there's a big pause. No, I'm just, I'm just go, trying to think. Michigan has had a lot of great there. players. I mean, you can't put Tom Brady on there. No, that's what I'm saying. When you go back and look at it, at the end of his, you know. Mike Hart? He's over him. I'm just saying, you the can touch- have two running backs there. Oh, I, I mean, think you can. I, I, Charles, Charles Woodson, Woodson, Charles Woodson obviously. and Blake Corum, I think, are locks All onto right. that list. Uh, you, people are going to look back at it because he's not going to have a great NFL career with his size. Um, it's just not going to happen. I, I hope it works for him. It's not going to. But he's going to be on that list. Easily. Him and Woodson. First two, but again, there's a lot of other news. Trust me, I would love to sit here and for four (laughs) hours break down the Michigan (laughs) football uh, uh, Mount Rushmore. Listen, I can't even get the words out just because it just pains me to say those. Um, Maybe we'll do that off the air. Just me and you, you just just revel in the uh, in the big Michigan victory. So again, happy for you. That's where I will leave it. um, uh, Your national championship there on Monday. Um, Speaking of, by the way, championships. We got the regular season of Hickey's Pickies concluded. We'll give you the the official winners here uh, for the regular season of Hickey's Pickies. But now that means we start playoff edition of Hickey's Pickies. 20 minutes from now, Hickey's Pickies playoff edition. Usually we do five games. We are making a, an exception. It's super wild card weekend in the NFL. So we're making it super Hickey's Pickies. Six playoff games all will be picked 20 minutes from now. You want to be a participant in the playoff edition of Hickey's Pickies, 855-212-4227, 855-212-4227. All right, so Kalen DeBoer hired as the next Alabama head coach. First thing is first, the Alabama dynasty is dead. With Nick Saban retiring, he rides off into the sunset, so does the Alabama dynasty. Saban was the dynasty, so even though I think DeBoer was an A-plus hire, and I think on the very, 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 very short list of realistic candidates that were the best-case scenario, DeBoer is there. This is one of the best hires Alabama could have made. To me, the dynasty is still over because no one, no matter who you hired, is coming in and replicating the success Nick Saban had. No one is coming in. And in a 15-year span, winning six national titles and going to nine championship games. We will never see that at Alabama again. We will never see that in college football again. The rules are geared to prevent dynasties. NIL, transfer portal, expanded playoff. It's all there to prevent what we saw Alabama and Nick Saban do the last 15 years. So no matter who was coming in to replace Nick Saban, the dynasty is dead. I say that to say this. Expectations for Kalen DeBoer should be realistic. Again, you DeBoer, no matter who is coming in, Kirby Smart, which is not realistic, but even Kirby Smart coming in, no one is coming in and picking up where Saban left off. Get that in your head first and foremost. So now, when it comes to realistic expectations for Kalen DeBoer at Alabama, this is what I would expect and I think is fair to expect from DeBoer going forward. 
Number one, has Alabama in the top 10 consistently? Each and every year, a top 10 team. Has Alabama in the playoff consistently? Especially now with the 12-team playoff, if DeBoer is there for 10 years, he has to be in the playoffs. I think it's fair to expect him to be in the playoffs nine times out of 10. The SEC is any given year, three, three teams probably is, is on the safe side um, in terms of number of teams to make the 12-team playoff every year. You got to be, and I, they should be, bare minimum, one of those three teams each and every year. So top 10 team consistently every year, playoff team consistently every year, and I think you win a national title. You can absolutely expect DeBoer to come in and win a national championship. Is he winning six? No. Is winning one a dynasty? No. But the expectation should be for him to come in and win a national title. Not win at the same level Saban has, but win period, yes. Like, I think for me, what I think would be a successful tenure for DeBoer, if we're talking about, let's just say, him 10 years from now, and he's still at Alabama, if he has replicated what we've seen the Ohio State program do the last decade, that is a win. Ohio State every year is a perennial top 10 team, more times than not a top five team, always churning out a lot of talent, especially on the offensive end. And with DeBoer being an offensive genius, you're going to have a ton of offensive talent on that side of the ball. So just like Ohio State churning out a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of receivers, a lot of running backs, that should be what you should expect from Alabama. And Ohio State the last decade, right, won the first college football playoff back in 2014, been to another national championship game in 2020, been to the playoff a bunch, won the Big Ten a bunch. That should be the expectation. Do they win every year? No. Have they lost to Michigan? Yes. Have they missed the playoff? Yes. But each and every year, they're a top 10 team. They're going, I mean, a bad year for Ohio State is 10-2. and two. They're in the playoff. They're winning the conference. And they won a national title. If we are talking about Alabama a decade from now under Kalen DeBoer, the way we talked about Ohio State for the last decade with Urban and Ryan Day in that mix, that's a win. That, to me, is a massive win. That's absolutely realistic, and that's what you should expect. I think anything more than that is a win. It's a big-time win. is a bonus. It's icing on the cake, which I hate that saying, by the way, just a really quick tangent, because what cake are you eating without icing on it? Every cake, every great cake should have icing on it. It's just like it's a staple. I've never thought of baking a cake and just presenting it. Here you go. Here's the cake. No icing. So maybe we got Maybe it's a sprinkles on top. Maybe it's, I don't know, fudge on the side. We can work on this, this phrase, but you get my point. I think anything more than one national title the next decade, anything more than being a perennial top 10 team is a massive bonus. But that should be the floor. Top 10 team in the playoff consistently win a national title. That, to me, is what you can realistically expect from Kalen DeBoer at Alabama. He's not Nick Saban 2.0. No one is picking up where Saban left off. No one is winning six national titles and going to nine title games in 15 years. That is 60%. 60% of the time the last 15 years, Alabama was in the championship game. That is an unrealistic clip. Just remember that. So get your expectations right. Get your expectations correct. 
Saban 2.0 is not happening. But still expecting a national title, I think is fair. And I think DeBoer will deliver to Tuscaloosa here sooner rather than later. 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. Now that Kalen DeBoer has been officially named the Alabama head coach, what are your realistic expectations for him in Tuscaloosa? What is reasonable to expect replacing, again, the greatest college football coach, and I would argue just the greatest coach in modern sports, period, in Nick Saban, 855-212-4227. Kevin is calling from good old California. What's up, Kev? Hey, Ryan. Uh, thanks for the, can you hear me? I, loud and clear, man. Oh, good, good. Uh, by the way, I was at the Rose Bowl, and I'm a big Alabama fan. It didn't oh, go our nice. way. And I was not rooting for Michigan in the final game either. <laughs> Respect that. I'm with you. All right. If your team beats mine, I ain't rooting for you in the next round. That's I love that attitude. More fans yeah, need to have that, those, by the way. And those Michigan fans did not treat us too well, by the way. But that's another topic. Yeah. But I want I want to tell you I'm really happy with the hire. Really happy. Uh, I've been following DeBoer from Fresno uh, to Washington, and he can coach and. I already saw a clip of him, you know, meeting with fans on the tarmac, shaking hands. I mean, he's going to be great for us down there. Let me ask I'm, you this, just, Kev. What are your expectations yeah. as an Alabama fan for him now going okay. forward? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously following Nick Saban, not going to be easy. But I have realistic expectations. I think the key is hanging on to the recruits. We need to, he needs to meet with them, hang on to this class as much as possible. And if he does that, I mean, we could be in the playoff next year as well. I don't, you know, and, but I think he's going to keep this going. I mean, uh, he's just being in contention every year is what I'm saying. Okay, I was going to say, um, keep it going. All right, so in the mix, in the playoff, win a game yeah. or two, like not making the title game every other year like Saban did. No, but and even even Nick didn't make it every year. I mean, a couple times we, we nine didn't. out of fifteen is pretty pretty damn good. You know? Oh yeah, terrific. And you know, James, we we got some injuries too along the way. If Jameson Williams doesn't get hurt, we probably win that year. Um, but but anyway, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I yes. have realistic expectations, and have a daughter who goes there. It's just an amazing school, and I'm just uh, really happy with the hire. Nice. Well, Kev, appreciate the call, buddy. I guess congratulations to you. Enjoy. But I mean, I'm glad at least it's again said realistic, and all of a sudden pick up where he left off. This should not be, like, I, I hope, it's not like, you, I mean, it's tough, right? I hope you don't take it for granted. That's all I guess I'll say for any Alabama fan, or you assume that what Nick Saban did was easy, that anyone can come in and just keep the train rolling. It's going to be really tough. And I think Kevin's right, by the way, it does start with keeping the recruits there and does start with making sure this elite recruiting class that Saban has pulled in, which he's done every single year, continues. That's going to be the biggest question. DeBoer, right, like Washington wasn't littered with five-star players. But what's I think a good sign is he got a lot out of three and four star players to the point where they were in the national title game. He knows how to do more with less, which definitely is key, but he should have a lot more talent now moving forward at Alabama than he did in his two years um at Washington. Rich is calling from Dallas. What up, Rich? What's going on? How are we doing, man? My what's on your biggest mind? thing was I was kind of what the guy said a minute ago. I'm, I'm hoping that he can. I was gonna, you know, how's his recruiting gonna go? Changing, kind of coming down south, but uh, 
the guy can coach, and I noticed one of the top receivers they had already kind of backed out of his commitment. But I, I think once he shows what he's got and their recruiting picks up, I think they'll be just fine. Right, and appreciate the coverage. That was also one of the top receivers uh, for Alabama decommitted. That was before he knew Kalen DeBoer was going to be the head coach. I was like, right after Nick Saban retired, which, hey, you recruit, you know, you commit to Saban. Maybe if I was him, look, easy to say, but maybe I would have waited to see who's going to be the head coach. But it's like you look at what DeBoer has done. Like, if you are a skilled player, how do you not want to play with him? Michael Penix came in, had the two best years of his career after not being able to stay healthy comes to Washington, they devise a plan where he's now more of a throwing quarterback than a dual threat quarterback, has the two, you know, easily two of the best years of his career. He catapults himself to now being a first-round draft pick. Had three receivers that all probably will be drafted. Roma Dunze is going to be a first-round pick. So he's developed talent. And he's already shown in a small sample size how he can elevate talent. Again, he, like... He didn't have a five-star QB that was, like, impossible to screw up. He wasn't given Caleb Williams, and he had all the success. Michael Penix Jr. was a big question mark. Indiana, he was fun, but he also got hurt a lot. And could he win a game with his arm? That was a big question. He came in, no doubt about it. His teams always played their best in the biggest games. There, there's a lot just watching how his teams played. If you are a recruit right now that committed to Alabama, there's a lot there that you could watch and say, you know what? I have full trust that I'm going to stay and DeBoer is going to be the right fit for me. Again, all the guy does is win. And you see the position he puts his players in. They are playing their best football in the biggest moments. And he's elevating their careers. And especially two guys that were question marks. He was able to take, take them and revive their, um, revive their college career and make them now big-time NFL prospects. So he's done it with recruiting. He's done it also in the transfer portal as well. He's done a really good job right now of managing the roster and getting the most out of players, which should be a really encouraging start here to at least retaining a lot of the great recruiting class Saban just did bring in back in December. So 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. That is the number. Right now, if you want to join in when we do return here on Heck and Night, for Hickey's Pickies Super Wild Card Edition. Six playoff games. We're giving you a pick. For all of them, you want to be a contestant. 855-212-4227. First caller. Next segment, we are getting you on the air for Hickey's Pickies Wild Card Weekend Edition. We will also continue to take your thoughts on expectations for Kalen DeBoer at Alabama. A lot to do here on a very busy Hick at Night show with Ryan Hickey. But before that... It was a busy Friday. Playoff time, baby. Not just in the NFL, but for Hickey's Pickies as well. Yours truly finishes the regular season. You ready for this? Above 500. I barely made it. 35, 33, and 2. It was close. 1 and 4 last week, so not exactly finishing on a strong note. But compared to last year where it was like, I mean, I was... 20 games under 500, I think. 15 games under 500. It was a rough one. To be over, I will take it. For callers, a big congratulations to Glenn in Toronto. Four and one. That was the mark to beat. 
Nobody beat it. He is the regular season Hickey's Pickies champ. Glenn, hope you're popping a bottle somewhere. Congratulations. You have crushed it. John in Chicago, Matt in Boston, 3-1-1. and So close yet so far. Nico Scarlatos, though, producer. We gave him a bonus. Christmas bonus game to pick. He got it right. With that bonus, he went 5-1. and one. Good for him. Good for you, gentlemen. Congratulations. The picks have gone in your favor. We welcome in a man who is riding high after his big Michigan championship, Colton Gesser. Sea dog welcome to Hickey's Pickies. You ready? It's an honor, man. Wild card weekend, rapid fire. You're a Steelers fan. We'll get to that game last to, to get your picks here as well. First one, though, will go for the most part in time order. The Saturday, Saturday, I think I said Saturday and Sunday combined. Saturday, 4.30. Browns at Texans. Browns, one and a half point favorites on the road. Cleveland, Houston, who are you taking? Give me the Brownies. We are one for one. I agree. Love the Browns here. Defense and Joe Flacco magic, at least for one more weekend, does continue. Dolphins at the Chiefs. It's going to be cold as you know what. Minus 20, minus 30, maybe at night in Kansas City. Chiefs at home, four-point favorites. Colton? I've backed them all season long. Give me the fins, man. I, I think wow. the two backs get it done. You got Pacheco there in Kansas City. You got two in Miami. I think they get it done. They've heard the noise all season long. Give me the fins. I've backed them all season. You're saying outright win or cover the four points? I think they outright win the game. Wow. I give it. You got stones. I don't have those stones. Everything I look at here, weather favors Kansas City. Coaching favors Kansas City. Quarterback favors Kansas City. Defense favors Kansas City. Health favors Kansas City. And Mostert will see if he can be able to play. I don't know. I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm going to play it safe. Weather's going to be a, a big factor in this game. Low scoring. Chiefs minus four. I will take them to lay the four points and cover there. Packers at the Cowboys. Cowboys seven-point favorites. I'll be honest, Colton. This is the game I've had the hardest time picking. I think the Cowboys are winning. Can they win by a touchdown? It is the Cowboys in the playoffs. With that said, they're at home. They're an elite home team. I don't like the, the Green Bay defense. Give me the Cowboys, minus seven. I have to agree with you. I, I was driving on my way in, and I was listening to the fan. Keith is a Dallas fan, clearly, and he thought they were blowing him out. That kind of scares me with that confidence. I do think Dallas wins. I don't love Green Bay's offense. Give me Dallas. Sunday night is the one I'm looking forward to the most. Rams at the Lions. Lions' first home playoff game in 30 years. Stafford coming back now to Detroit for the first time since the trade. Lions at home, minus three. Give me the Rams. I think Stafford goes in and, and plays spoiler, upsets the home team. I don't trust Dan Campbell emotionally in a spot like this. Give me the Rams. I have to agree with you. There's a lot of people riding the Rams, and I'm jumping on the wagon, man. I just... They got everything. Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, Stafford coming back to Detroit. And Kyron Williams has been one of the best stories of the season. Give me the Rams. Monday night football, Eagles at the Bucks. Eagles three-point road favorites. I'm taking Philly. I don't feel great about it. I have to agree. <laughs> Same thing I'm taking. But I don't love it, though. Oh, boy. All right. So, we're both on the Browns, minus one and a half on the road at the Texans. We are both on Dallas at home, minus seven against the Packers. Both on the Rams, plus three 
at the Lions, both on the Eagles, minus three on the road in Tampa Bay. The one game so far we disagree with. You're taking the Dolphins. Forget about the four points they're getting. Outright in Kansas City, I will take the Chiefs minus four. We have saved, for you, Colton at least, the best game for last. As you are a diehard Steelers fan, your Steelers sneak into the playoffs. Their reward, a snowy Buffalo, one o'clock Sunday, Bills nine and a half point favorites. Do you want me to go first or second? I think it's the easiest game to bet this weekend. Wow. Give me the Steelers and the points. It's a lot of points. I, I I would get bold here and say outright, I do think they have a good chance of winning this game, but I'm going to definitely play the safe and not pump my puff my chest a little bit. I'm enjoying with Michigan. I'll pump the brakes with the Steelers. Give me the points. That's a lot of points, Icky, in a snowy game where Buffalo wants to sling the ball around. They're going to have to do what they don't usually do and run the ball, Hickey. That's what the Steelers love doing is running it with Warren and Harris. Give me the Steelers and the spread. This also is a game. There, I am someone, by the way, I think Mike Tomlin, the Steelers should fire him. I think at this point, what he's done is stale. He's had a, a tremendous run, and he's getting the playoffs, but you're nowhere near a Super Bowl right now, and that's if that's the goal, you got to move on from Tomlin. With that said, this is a Tomlin game in the sense that I'm with you. I don't, well, I don't want to speak for you. I don't think the Steelers are winning, but I absolutely love them plus a nine and a half with the weather being a factor, even though TJ Watt is out when no one's giving them a chance. I feel like this is where Tomlin's at his best. I mean, even after the Colts loss, everyone wrote him off and how they, they find a way to come back and just do what they got to do in order to get, make the playoffs. I don't think they're good enough to win. I think they're absolutely good enough to make this a game and keep it basically within 10 points, which will give us the cover. Are you saying outright win, or just at least right now you're saying it will be within 10 points? Within, I, I do think they have a chance of winning, but I'm going to play it safe. I took my wild card pick with uh, Dolphins. I'm going to play it safe. Give me the spread. All right. Play it safe. I like it. That is the wild card edition right here of Hickey's Pickies. We talked about Kalen DeBoer before. What are your realistic expectations for the new Alabama head coach? Don is calling from Alabama. What up, Don? Yeah, how about you? Thanks for taking my call. Uh, yeah, they they have been put up an office there in another building, cleaned out uh, Saban's office. Right. And he's right. going to stay on uh, at the university uh, for a few months until this thing gets up and running good. So he's going to be there for advice, advice only. Right. Coach but, K did the same thing at Duke when John Shire took over. You know, uh-huh. we'll see how effective that is. But and a lot of it's on on his, his uh, success. He had a real pretty tight crew up there in, in uh, Washington. So it's going to be interesting to see how many he brings with him. Yeah, it looks like he got his recruiting um, re- recruiting guru, if you will, come with him. That should be huge there. So let me ask you this really fast here, Don. Expectations uh, for Kalen DeBoer? I think he's going to do really well. Uh, Alabama's been known as basically a defensive uh, team. That's where uh, Saban got most of his victories, but the, the game has changed now. Now it's more offense. Yeah. Or, you know, and so I think he's perfect. Just what Alabama needs at this point. You're right. Kayla, uh, Kayla, Don, appreciate the call there. Um, yeah, that's it, no, it, with the way the game is going, you're right. It's Alabama's going to look different. They're not going to win the same. They did under, under Nick Saban, where it's going to be more offensive explosion. And I think the defense is going to take a step back. Now, maybe what we saw with Washington with, you know, being leaky and not getting a lot of stops, but it's definitely not going to be your traditional hard-nosed, tough, physical, elite Alabama defense that we saw under Nick Saban for almost 20 years. 
when we return here, let's talk NFL playoffs. Turn our attention right now to the big weekend in the NFL. I want to start with this. How I think there are five coaches right now this weekend coaching for their jobs. I'll tell you who and why when we do return. It's Ryan Hickey, Hick at Night, right here on CBS Sports Radio.